0: There is a hill at the bottom of the valley, where all the poor souls go when they die. And if you listen real close, you can hear them like an old sea, and you're never gonna make it out loud. Welcome to Season 2 of Sexcapades with Annie and Mr. A. The intro music is Hell's Coming With Me by Poor Man's Poison. Give them a listen, you will not regret it, they're great. Annie and I are a married heterosexual couple living in the Midwest. We are not sex professionals, but we do have an adventurous and healthy sex life. We thought we would share our sex positivity with you. Welcome back. We are going to talk about early inspirations for our sexual development today. Hi guys. Um, this idea brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- this idea actually arose. We were talking about um, mainstream movies that were kind of um, hot or inspired sexual thoughts. And then, uh, of course, I don't have that many mainstream movies because.
1: I mean, I wanted to do a podcast where we talk about sexy movies and what makes them sexy and what has turned us on. From them and Mr. A is like uh, only porn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are moments. There are moments in certain movies. But, so, uh,
1: so my follow-up question was, but what were your early sexual influences? Like you had to have yeah. been influenced somewhere by things. So we thought maybe that would be fun yeah. to talk about.
0: Was actually did bring a, a movie in my uh, youth to uh, <laughs> to the forefront. It was, I believe, it was called. Lifestyles, uh, or no, sex lives of the rich and famous, and it was uh, which I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there are any people who have seen it. Uh, it was it was on like um, it was on HBO After Dark.
1: Was this like an early um, reality show?
0: Oh, it was not a reality no, show. No it reality. Was, it was cable porn. Okay. Um, but I was probably
1: cable porn of the early nineties or early eighties, late eighties.
0: Let's say, let's say early to mid '80s. <laughs> um, you know, I was probably like nine, eight or nine. Yeah. And my buddy had HBO. We did not, uh, but we planned to to stay up, wait till his parents went to bed, and then we would mm-hmm. watch the nude, you know, the nudie movies uh, on HBO after dark, which we did. It was pretty uh, risky. Yeah. You know, thinking back on it, because we were. You know, little kids. They went to bed and you know, we we went out to like the main living room um at at midnight or whatever. And
1: they would have been horrified.
0: Oh my god. We would have been in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um but it was um it was very formative in that um I I have some very distinct memories from that movie, which were like there was a scene where a guy uh, poured red wine down this woman's breasts and then <laughs> sucked it off oh nice and then uh at some point one of the women was giving instructions on how to kiss like Mm. like how to kiss how to kiss it next specifically like put your tongue there just be real gentle suck a little bit that kind of thing Mm. um which i took to heart i was (laughs) like oh i should keep this in mind for like sure i don't know 10 years from now yeah (laughs) Um but it was really hot. I mean it's the kind of thing that, that I can still remember many, many years later. So
1: <laughs> and kids today, and we will not get into this topic, but they are exposed to so much more, so much probably even earlier, you know, because they have the internet at their yeah fingertips, sadly. I mean, that they can really, you know, overload. Um so to refrain from going into dark stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it light to how we were influenced, um, and, and, and what it was like in that time period. So not to really compare what's happening today, but I I do think that, um, like you said, at eight or nine, you already were a sexual being at some level.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, maybe not exactly. Did you recognize a sexuality or was it just, I like naked people, you know what I mean?
0: Like I think it was more, more, (laughs) more of that, um, but we, but we knew, I mean, we knew we would get in trouble. Right. We that yeah, was, you knew it was that wrong. It was, was forbidden. Right. I won't say it was wrong. I will say it was forbidden. <laughs> um,
1: but, okay. But do you think that eight or nine is too early to be exposed to those images?
0: Or do you those, think it was fine? Those specific images? Probably. Yeah. Um, is it too early to acknowledge that um, kids probably already have some sense of uh, their own mm-hmm. um sexuality as, right. a, as a, person. No, I don't think it's too early for that. Um, you know, not, and that's it, and not the same as sexualizing children.
1: But, right. Oh yeah. Um, no, no.
0: You know, but certainly at that age, I, I knew I liked girls. Yeah. You know, I wanted to see girls naked. Um, yeah. and, and I, and I did, <laughs> <laughs> um, around the same time frame, one of my other formative memories is, um, We were out playing in the woods. My buddies and I, we stumbled across a stack of nudie magazines that was hidden Mm -hmm. in um, the trunk of a tree that had kind of been hollowed out. So clearly some Um, probably teenager had like put their stash out there. Right. uh, And that kid never saw those magazines ever again because we (laughs) took them. Um, We enjoyed them. Right.
1: Um, Where did you take them?
0: I didn't, you know, I didn't take, well, I might have taken one. hit it somewhere, but mostly they were otherwise divided up among the other. Okay. uh, There's just fend for yourself. Just like kind
1: of like you're on your
0: own with pretty much putting Um, them to use, but I'll never forget. Like one of the, one of the most, um, formative images that I can think of was from one of those magazines. It was a penthouse magazine. And it was this woman who, I think she was blonde and it's, it was a photo of her, um, Doggy style masturbating because um, there was no <laughs> penetration back then in the magazines there is now but um, back then you couldn't uh, you couldn't show that so she's she's on all fours masturbating she's by a chair that's been knocked over maybe in the throes of like <laughs> this right. pleasure or whatever um, and that was uh, that that probably tickled the first thing of um, being an ass person um, uh, that yeah because it was like um, bells and whistles went off <laughs> in my brain. It was like, Oh my God, I want that. That is what I want. Um, and it was, it was, it was a, it was a nice. chapter in yeah. development in that regard. So whether, it, whether it was, I don't think it inspired it as much as it uncovered what was probably already sitting there. Right. The right. I, but I wouldn't know until I saw it. Right. And, um, it was hot.
1: I wonder if that's how like most fetishes or sexual desires arise, you know? I mean, just like I think so. Seeing something like that for the first time and being like, "Oh yeah, that's the ticket."
0: Well, I can tell you that, you know, <clears throat> in our exploration of kink, anytime I've uncovered so it was some of the kinks that we've done mm-hmm. were were kinks that I didn't have when we first got together, <laughs> right. and I stumbled across them on usually on Tumblr or something. And um, yeah, it was not something that I ever considered or or thought about or knew was there. But once I saw it, uh, it was definitely like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, give me more of this. <laughs> I want more of that. That's a that's hot. Yeah. And so that I view it, you know, assuming that it ha- sort of happened similarly when I was a kid um, I assume that it is more like that, but there's, there's this underlying um, you know, kink or or desire um, that, that you may not be able to put your finger on until it is seen or, or verbalized or read about or whatever. Um, But yeah, it was like um, it was unlocking. It's like unlocking a new level of like, (laughs) Right. Uh, oh boy, here's a here's a new kink. Let's <laughs> let's explore that. How far can we this <laughs> rabbit thing? Yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I think very much the the early influence or the early um, uncovering of the of the the blonde in the penthouse was the first of those type of moments for me.
1: And do you think that, um, like your parental upbringing? Helped or hindered either way, like what what your sex view was I mean, I know so many people that struggle with religious um guilt or you know parents that would just be that are just so closed minded that you know there's just a lot of guilt that they have for whatever their desires
0: are I didn't grow up in a particularly religious household um, there was a, a sort of a an ambient sense of. Uh, Christian equals good, right? Um, but we weren't devout. They weren't going to church every Sunday. Did they talk
1: like, about sex with you?
0: No, no, not certainly not at that age. Other than yeah. like, um, it was pretty clear that that some things were um, were off limits, uh, which is why we knew that we had to wait until <laughs> you know my friends' parents went to bed before we right, right sneak out to. But as you got TV.
1: like a little bit older, did was there ever or I, you know?
0: When I got older. Um, you know, around
1: other, don't get girls pregnant.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> use that, birth was, control. that was the talk. Yeah. Right? Use a when condom. talk about like the talk, it was, um, keep it in your pants. Yeah. That was the, that was okay, the full, that was it. <laughs> full extent of the, of the sex talk that I got, but it was, <clears throat> it was not something that was considered shameful or, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> something that, you know, um, there was there wasn't a lot of guilt. There wasn't anything that that was con- considered inherently wrong. It was more like um keep it in your pants, or else yeah. there are practical consequences to what happens if you don't. Right. Um It was not like keep it in your pants, or the devil is going to you know <laughs>
1: strike you down you, and go blind or right. Whatever. Right.
0: <clears throat> it wasn't any of that, but yeah. So it. it, it as i as I grew up, it was generally just kind of a um don't ask don't tell kind of situation mm-hmm. it was not on display no sexuality was on display anywhere yeah, but it was not it was also not deliberately hidden it yeah it was just you know there were talks about in my family about you know because my my aunts and uncles are not much older than me <laughs> so <laughs> um they they were Frankly, you were discussing. watching them yeah. or yeah. listening to them. Yeah, and, and, you know, my, my mom was, was a participant in right. some of those conversations. And, um, and so it was not a, uh, it was never a forbidden topic. Right. Uh, it was just something that was like kind of a considered a, um, a practical hindrance, uh, that, that really they, they weren't going to want to hear about from me, but they weren't going to, um, uh, pretend that it didn't exist either. Yeah. So.
1: Well, then how old were you when you, we've talked about losing virginity and stuff on other on other episodes, but how old were you?
0: That's a I reminder for people
1: that may not have uh, <laughs> remembered. Yeah. I so was, you were 16. I was did, 16. Did either parent know? No. No. So definitely. you didn't like, so dad, I'm kind of a man now.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it, that was definitely not, um, um, not where that conversation was. It was more like, um trying to figure out how to keep our respective parents occupied so that we could find someplace to go fuck. Right. Um, and so uh, that's how that, that's how that played it. it, it certainly at first, um, you know, after you know, I, I dated my high school girlfriend for, you know, a fair amount of high school, <laughs> the back half of high school. Right, that's like not who you lost so your virginity to. That is not, but it's close. But yeah, yeah,
1: same time frame, same
0: year. Very, very near time frame. Yeah, so that initial relationship just didn't last. <laughs> <laughs> so, different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about that today, do we? <clears throat> so, what, what was your? Uh, what, what, other than climbing the tree uh-huh. and telling you all your friends, yeah, we've about. talked about that. Yeah.
1: Um, I think I don't know. I mean, I I definitely had early some early sexual experiences where I mean, in terms of like feeling pleasure, um, but I think probably reading books was probably um, for me was not definitely not like looking at magazines or anything. But I babysat for some people, so I was a little bit older, but still kind of young, probably to be to be babysitting where I was and, or for what age level I was. Um, So I was maybe middle school um, and they had um, Harold Robbins, who is the known author that has some smutty stuff out there. The carpet baggers was like his biggest book. Um, But so I would read while they were gone. And I happened upon that book actually from their house. Then I started exploring other things in their closet and stuff. And they had like sex games and stuff too. So they were a pretty frisky couple. Um, but I was completely shocked and interested by the things that were in that book. And the book dealt with um, BDSM stuff. I mean, and some very, I'd say it was sexually violent with like cat and 9 tails And, you know, I mean, it was like hardcore um, my dad I, so I checked one out from the library because I wanted to like start from the beginning with this author and um, my da- we were big library people and uh, we, you know, like every Wednesday we the family would go to the library and stuff. and anyway, my dad saw that I checked out at Harold Robbins and he took me right back to the library and he was <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so he knew about him. Uh, So then I had to sneak um, and find other ways to, you know, get the rest of the books. Um, So I went through a phase of reading his stuff. And um, so that kind of started sparking, anyway, sexual interest in terms of um, what was, you know, good about that. And then I also, along the same time period, had a neighbor who read Harlequin romance novels, which, you know, very cheesy, but... Uh, She had also had a younger daughter that I used to babysit. But there was, I remember one day, it was in middle school that I had a book review due the next day and I completely had forgotten. And I'm a very fast reader. I mean, I read a lot. So I went over there and asked her if she had any books. I didn't know what kind of things she read, but she had like a whole, you know, grocery sack full of these all looking like the same exact cover, you know. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Riding his untamed horse and this is the hair the back and the wind blowing everywhere. Um, so I read one that night, you know, and then I wrote this book review and I was waiting for my teacher to be like, you can't do this. Like, this is not... Uh, <laughs> A Judy Bloom book, so, uh, but she didn't say anything. She graded. I think I even got an A on it. I mean, she did not judge at all, or at least not outwardly. Um, <laughs> so for a while, I just read also a bunch of Harlequin romance novels. Here's
0: your A. I'm <laughs> calling your parents. Right?
1: Do they know you're reading this? Uh, what's interesting, though, I think about that um, is that I think today there's like this conservative push with book banning and trying to act like. Uh, reading something that would be sexually violent would then prompt somebody to want a sexually violent relationship or, you know, to be sexually violent. And it's just so interesting because, I mean, I started with probably like not, it's not erotica, but I mean, it was pretty hardcore. And also, like I said, violent sex. And there was never a part of me back then that was like, yes, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to grow up to do or be or whatever. So, I mean, I just didn't, there was just no correlation, between those two it was more of like oh people get naked and you know I mean like yeah these are I want to know more about this I want to know more about this topic I want to know more about these things um and then I also had a paper out so again that was even younger that was like fifth and sixth grade my paper out but my paper out Planned Parenthood was on my paper out like I delivered papers to Planned Parenthood and so I would like take pamphlets and so this was not like sexually rousing in that you know but it was sexually informative, you know, where I was interested in reading these pamphlets and understanding what what services they provided. And I just found it very intriguing that um, that they did something with sexual health and trying to like navigate what that was. Because I, my parents um, didn't talk at all about sex, yay or nay, and nor did they have friends that talked about sex. So I didn't get any kind of you know, background knowledge from them, or even a hint of where they stood with stuff. My first, my first hint of where they stood was a fight, an argument my dad and sister had, and she's three years older than me. And he found out she was having sex with somebody and he was livid and called her a bunch of names. And it was a horrible, horrible couple of years actually between them. She was young. She was 14, 14 um so she she lost her virginity pretty pretty early, and instead of like supporting and discussing why would my fourteen year old daughter you know it was did not go that well um but I was only eleven so I, and you know and in, in in my eleven year old brain I was trying to figure out what the argument was about, but then also like okay, note to self, as I get older, you're not allowed to have sex, this will make your dad really mad, you know <laughs> Yeah. like this thing this thing that could happen he's not going to want you to do it so file that away for later yeah and and then when i was ready to have sex i he he definitely was not a consideration in terms of whether i should or shouldn't <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> you were thinking about your dad while you were in the throes Shocking.
1: Uh, right <laughs> definitely not but i did have my parents are not religious um either but I was raised in um, the Methodist church because I had a neighbor that uh, went to the Methodist church and his parents would take me and I went when I was younger just for something to do. And, but I stayed in the Methodist church up through probably my sophomore year of high school um, until I recognized, you know, that it was all fake. So, but for a (laughs) while, sorry, I'm trying to, shouldn't, but you know, whatever. Definitely had a little falling out with the Methodist church. (laughs) And, um, but I went to conferences and things like I was very big. I went from being very big into Methodist church as being church secretary for teens and all kinds of stuff and going to conventions and traveling. And, um, but the Methodist church, I will say is, it's pretty progressive with sexuality. I mean, they weren't, and even right now I think they're splitting even into two, you know, there's, there's some arguing happening between where they stand with the LGBTQ rights, but there's definitely a big division of them that are pro- you know, or, are, or are, are with people. Um, but back then they were very big on just masturbation. Like that was their stance. Like kids, they, like they, they agreed and acknowledged that kids are sexual beings. Um, but they were still taking a stance of, just masturbate rather than actually have sex. So abstinence was still on the table for them. But we would, I would go to conventions and they would, we would discuss these things. I mean, and you know, so it was they were trying to put it out there and they were trying to like, but but it was about how masturbation isn't a sin. Masturbation's great. Everybody can do that, and it's a way to you know, I mean, let's.
0: Where's, where's little Mister A? He's been jerking off for ten minutes. Uh, since the 40th time no, they, go
1: to your bedrooms don't, and don't, don't come out. out until. Uh, yeah, it was very, it was very interesting, and uh, in, and in, in what they they were you know preaching to us so to speak. But um, so I, I did have you know some of that as I grew up. But um, as soon as I formed my own sexual ideas in terms of. Where I was wanting to go as a person sexually, and that is, I wanted to have sex. (laughs) It's like, yeah, Methodist church really isn't for me. So
0: (laughs) my direction is forward. (laughs) I would like to go forward with this. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah. No. My. So my 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 mom's side of the family is Catholic ish.
1: (laughs) Catholic adjacent. (laughs) Yeah, the Catholic. I mean, is that Lutheran? (laughs) No.
0: No, I don't mean Catholic light. (laughs) I mean catholic Yeah. Uh, So I went to Catholic school and stuff and go to mass, but it was never – and I don't know if it's – it seemed to be sort of pervasive where I grew up is that it didn't really matter what the specific dogma was. Yeah. Um, Nobody cared if you actually believed all of the specific tenets of the church. As long as you showed up and you you know you took communion, you did, <laughs> you did your you, thing, you did your thing, you do your confession, blah blah blah, you're good. Um, or at least that's as good as they were gonna get. There was never mm-hmm. um, there was never any real indoctrination in anywhere um, in that that side of the family. Hilariously, my dad's side. It was Methodist, which is generally considered more, <laughs> right? Uh, more liberal, as you as you as you mentioned. They, as between the two sides of the family, uh, were much more sexually uh, conservative, right? much more like, hey, no, don't talk about it. We don't want to see, like, turn right? the television off if a sex scene comes right. on, like.
1: That's interesting because I've just met so many people that were fucked up from the Catholic church sexually. I mean, (laughs) especially, you know, when it comes to again, LGBTQ, um, topics and other things, but yes, I mean, um, and it's interesting because like my dad wasn't at all or isn't at all religious, but even, um, you know, my first, one of my first albums that I bought with my own money was a Rolling Stones album. And, uh, You know, he came home one day, and I was listening to "She's So Cold," and he just like flipped a shit that I'm (laughs) listening to this sinful record, and you know, turn that off. And uh, so he he definitely had he himself had very I don't know um, narrow
0: puritanical yeah
1: puritanical (laughs) views for I don't know why I mean he doesn't he doesn't really have a a reason like his like I know his family upbringing and let me tell you it's not pretty so I mean where I don't know like, what what part of him decided this is the way it should be or maybe he just had this overly protective thought about what his daughters should or shouldn't be doing or listening to or whatnot I don't know I mean one of my earliest probably one of the only times I felt like any kind of shame uh from him was um when I did start dating and I hadn't had sex yet um but We went through a natural step of, you know, in high school of boys can come over, but you can't go anywhere with them to now you can maybe go to McDonald's and come right back or you can go to the football game and come right back to then just, you know, car dating and whatnot. But we were still in an early stage of they can come over and hang out for the evening. But, you know, so he, he walked in and I was sitting on a boy's lap, a boyfriend, but, you know, and, uh his his comment was if you're willing to sit on that boy's lap in front of me I don't even want to think of what you're willing to do with him in private and <laughs> and it really rubbed on me for a while like man like <laughs> I mean, do
0: you want me to tell you? right right
1: right the, the disgust was clearly in his voice and um, I guess he what he meant was could you please get off his lap it's making me uncomfortable but that's not what he said Uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah so, so
0: somewhat less direct than one might hope
1: right yeah so there was that and then um when i did the same boy when we finally were allowed to like go out in a car um we i had like a very early curfew of like 10 you know to begin with so we would show up at 10 on the driveway and then you know kiss or whatever we weren't and um but that you know that was the extent of it and so yeah then one day he bought a a little like car um clock that he could the boy could put on his like dashboard (laughs) because he was like obviously you guys don't know what time it is so uh."
0: (laughs) (laughs) he was (laughs) the the
1: most passive
0: aggressive (laughs) (laughs) enforcement mechanism
1: he's so passive aggressive Yep. Yeah. Anytime I come across passive aggressive, you're, you you know, I learned it well. Um, So those kinds of things that, you know, I knew that he was obviously not, not okay about. My mom never was not an influencer, yay or nay. And she was just a silent, just, you know, she refused to ever say anything or be a part of anything. Or, I mean, I could, couldn't tell you today what she may or may have thought about any of these topics because she just didn't. Voice or opinion? Wow.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's it's such a stark contrast. Um, so by the time I started having sex, um, or even before, um, you know, my my mom and I, my mom and my parents had split a few years before. But my mom and I were very very close, and so I knew all kinds of uh, details about her sex life with my dad.
1: Yeah. Gross. And
0: And what, and what she enjoyed and what, yeah. yeah, And what he, he liked. And And yeah, I knew, I knew the whole, the whole. Once she opened
1: it up, it was flood city. Yeah. Here's,
0: here you go. Yeah. Um, and so it was never really a, um, obviously not a, not a taboo topic by that point. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, like during the during the the, the pre here's all your knowledge phase, yeah. Um, I ran across. So my mom was a big um, fan of like fantasy novels, sword and sorcery, mm-hmm. The Hobbit, Lord yeah. of the Rings, etc. I am too. I love it. And so often we would read books. Yeah. Like she'd like, oh, the we same book. Read it. Yeah. It the same book. And so I would read a book and be like, hey, you're gonna love this, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> right. Well, one day I catch she's got this book and it's just, I just catch my eye I catches my eye on the bookshelf, and it's got like a unicorn or some shit on the cover. So I'm like, oh yeah. okay, and but she didn't bring it to my attention. Mm-hmm. So I start reading it, and in it is this really like
1: unicorns having sex.
0: It wasn't unicorns. <laughs> At least if it was, I didn't, hadn't read right. that part yet. Yeah, I don't. I read there were. I reached a certain point that. Um, and I couldn't tell you the name of the book or the author, but it, I can tell you it was about 130 pages in.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we're not, so nothing's happened yet? I or? read
0: it over and over again. There was a sex scene <laughs> in it. And it's the first time I think I had ever read. Like an explicit um, like an sex explicit scene. explicit yeah. sex scene. Like, what's, oh, the, the mound. Oh, there's yeah. a mound? <laughs> okay. That's hot. Yeah. So, you know, and by that time I was probably twelve or thirteen, so I hadn't yeah. quite hit puberty. Right, just on the cusp, and and so I'm I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm not jerking off, to right? Yet, but you're absorbing. But I'm like, whoa, yeah. this is hot, and like I'm I'm here for this. So, yeah, um, I wish I could find that book now <laughs> to <laughs> see what the sex what scene I'm was. Because like, uh, it's probably like anything else. And if I read it now, I'd be like, this is oh. the tamest thing ever, right? <laughs> but, yeah. But at the time, it was. Highly erotic, and it was uh so. It, to me, when I think about like what my early influential yeah. s- sex moments are, <laughs> there's the there's s- sex lives of the rich and famous. <laughs> there's the penthouse issue, and then there's this unicorn, unicorn porn <laughs> erotica um, that I that I read when I was like twelve. So, uh, but it was all very. I was I was very turned on uh, by that. Um, after that, you know, that I started actually, you know, being involved with other humans. Right. Um, then, then what turned me on was a lot more of other humans. Right. Um, with the exception of, um, not the exception, with the addition of, um, <laughs> the music video for cold hearted snake by Paula Abdul. <laughs> oh gosh. Which was so <laughs>
1: well, hot. Well, music videos. Yeah. I mean, it was
0: so hot. I've seen that recently, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay."
1: Well, I mean, that's- you and I have gone down the rabbit hole <laughs> um, and watched really old, like the first, like from Friday Night Videos videos that are of that age group you know where that's the only time we got to watch videos or i got to watch videos was uh friday night videos and before mtv and uh some of those were at the time cutting edge of <laughs> showing skin or sexuality or whatever and you're just like oh my god can you believe that wow it's china girl
0: huh? yeah I, well i <laughs> did, you know I, I was recording on vhs you know <laughs> yeah all of the good videos so i had one i was <laughs> sitting there with my buddy one time um we must have been in probably 7th or 8th grade, so right around 14 or so. And, um, the, the cold-hearted snake video comes on, and he's wearing sweatpants. Oh, no. He was not shy. He was <laughs> like, bro, look at this. Uh- well, he didn't say bro. He didn't yeah. say Bro, back then, I don't forget what he called mm-hmm. me. I was just like, look over, and he's got this raging heart. Oh on my it. god! Pop <laughs> it out through his sweatpants. I'm like, man, my mom's upstairs. Right, man, right. What's Make what's that happening. go down. She comes down here like here's a pillow. Yeah. Um, but I think that was his way of saying that he enjoyed. Uh, he enjoyed Paul Abdul's he enjoyed uh, Paula video Paul Abdul. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I I felt like. I lived not, not way out in the country, but far enough that we didn't have cable. And then, um, so when I entered high school, I had friends that lived in town, you know, so I'd have to, in terms of like early TV or movie influences, I had to spend the night with my friend and, but we would do the same thing. We'd watch whatever it was called at night, the Cinemax night stuff or whatever, you know, we would, we would definitely catch things in the evenings, but, um, I'd, We definitely never or I never watched Rich Styles of Life and Famous or whatever, but um, (laughs) she might have. Uh, But uh, my my first thing with that was um, a movie called Breathless by Richard Gear with Richard Gere, the star of Richard Gere. And it had definitely had sex scenes in it. And like there was one scene I remember where he lays her out on a table and he's like suckling her breasts and stuff and um the the main girl in it and just I found really hot. Um but the very ending scene, he's in the shower and he is singing to himself and dancing and whatnot and he turns around and you see a full frontal for like a millisecond. And man, we ended up uh going to college together and we had that on, you know, VHS and we just watch it over and over again. Like (laughs) Still, oh, to be a gerbil!
0: <laughs> oh,
1: god! <laughs> Slam!
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That's a really old reference, but it, some of you are gonna get uh, this. I guarantee it.
1: We liked Richard Gere and thought he was hot. So uh,
0: <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't hot. Just saying there were rumors. Uh-huh, right. Uh huh. Right.
1: But yeah, I didn't. I mean. I don't really remember. It didn't take much, though. You know, back then, to see something and think that it was like sexy. Mm -hmm. Um, We went to see like Purple Rain three nights in a row in the theater and thought it was like the hottest thing. We thought Prince was so hot. Uh,
0: The movie was bad. bad. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't know it was bad, right? We've so Annie and I have had this conversation before. Because I think did – we, did we re-watch it not too long ago, a couple of years um,
1: ago? I think so, yeah. It, it's so bad. I think we, we did like, with with, yeah. with other people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was part of, the music edu- or part of the movie education for my son. And um, we're like, you need to watch this. And then we watched it. And I was like, like, oh.
1: Oh, man. That's not great. This movie didn't age well at all. It's no. It's not a
0: good movie. But Apollonia's tits. <laughs>
1: Well, I was talking about Prince, also sexy. Well, he's sexy uh, too, but yeah, I was looking for Apple. Right, right, right. No, she was very hot. I will agree. She was it's, definitely it's also not, like, the second hot. Right <laughs> highlight. <laughs> but yeah, we we really loved that. And um, nine and a half weeks, uh, I thought was super hot. This, now I'm getting into like college time period, sure. but just in looking at things like that. I mean, I Mickey Rourke and was it Kim? Was Kim it Kim Basinger? Basinger yeah. um, and uh, I think today one is supposed to view that and think that was an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> but I, time, it like, was—it hey. was probably early on. Should have been maybe a hint to me that I might like uh, some dom sub stuff because. I found a lot. I found it very thrilling to like watch him, his tease, and what you know he was doing with her. I didn't see any oppression happening or uh, <laughs> anything. But I, and I haven't watched it in years. I'm just now recalling, you know, yeah. some of the things.
0: I just, pick, pick it up. Here's a dollar. Yeah. To I, I hated that movie. I watched it. I, was, I heard it was like so hot, and I watched it, and I was like, "This movie is stupid," and I don't like it.
1: Well, you were very sensitive to women, so
0: <laughs> I should rewatch it now. Yeah,
1: we should. We should rewatch it and then report back as to what it was like or what we what we think now. X number of years later. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, just some things just don't age. I mean, there's stuff that that happens, and I think that's what makes this. You know what, what? What prompted this discussion about like the formative stuff is that what what in what informs your sexuality or uncovers your sexuality as you go forward? Yeah. When you're younger, objectively doesn't isn't have to be any good, right? It, it's just something that that triggers your well, you know, to get, to get your motor running.
1: But I think that we get questions quite a bit. Um, and it's usually about well, we get um, like relationship advice questions, I should say. And Again, it's
0: we are not professionals, right?
1: Right, definitely not sex professionals. But we get these questions, and uh, and it goes both ways. But it's always an imbalance in the, in the sex yeah. department. My my husband has lost interest. My wife doesn't want to do this, or she won't get more adventurous in this area, or whatnot. And and um, and I think that there really is a lot that is formed when you're younger. And I think, you know, when, if, if there is like an issue or a discrepancy and it doesn't mean anybody's right or wrong, but I think it really does, you'd have to go back to how was your brain trained or it was it influenced or was it just an open, you know, blank pages that you get to write yourself um, because some people really have gone through some extensive programming that you have to, manage. I mean, and I think that like, as we have moved forward in our lives, um, individually, our sex brains have changed. And I think, well, mine has opened up quite a bit. And I always have been interested in sex. And I've always thought about I mean, like, so it's not a matter of, well, I'm like, way more turned on now than I ever was. I mean, I, I was super um, excited to be having sex anyway at a pretty early age. And I never thought that that was, you know, too young or to start. And then all my relationships, I mean, in terms of, I always liked having regular sex, but more it's about the, uh, the, you know, how open you are to trying new things and doing new things and experiences and stuff that has evolved so much more for me. And, you know, reading about it is kind of different than actually participating in it. And it wasn't that maybe I wouldn't have been, um, a participant earlier. It's for me, it's been a natural evolution, like meeting you and then just being with, with, with you who was way more open to sexual experiences than opened other doors. And we just started having doors open more and more, you know, to where, yeah. uh we've we've grown with a lot of this together with that and that's
0: i think that that's um touches on the fact that i don't think you or i had to do a a great an extensive amount of like deprogramming right you know i I have i have friends who right they had you know, they, they they were very religious growing up. Right, what their parents were. They, they weren't necessarily. can't even allow
1: themselves to think yeah, that this had, would ever it, be okay.
0: It, 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 and it took years, yeah. and years of of work to
1: like a serious, like yeah. therapy and yeah, therapy
0: yeah. and like to 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 get to a point where they were they felt like they were allowed to enjoy sex right uh, or a specific kink right i I mean i think we ever really talk about right
1: well and and then we didn't even get into and and i mean for us there's not much there's nothing to get into but i mean in terms of people that have been sexually abused or you know assaulted or things like that where obviously or had a bad experience you know along the way i mean that also informs your your sexual self so
0: well and i and i do think that that um you know as i as i listen to you talk about your you know your experience and 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 your how you live th- through it. Even in high school, this is stuff that you know. I don't envy kids today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like back when we were in school, the worst thing that could happen was that a rumor went around <laughs> right. school, mouth right. to mouth, that yep. you mm-hmm. know, Annie's a slut or you know whatever, <laughs> right? Um, and you can tune that shit out. Right? Yeah. That's, that's easy to tune out. It's not easy to tune out when it blows up on yeah. Instagram or, you know, all this, there's, there's social media stuff. Right. And, and so it's, much, it's, you uh, have to deal porn, with porn,
1: revenge, yeah, revenge, revenge porn. porn and,
0: um, yeah. you know, I just think that that, that creates a much more challenging environment. Yeah. Um, than we had, than we really had does, at the yeah. time and, and. I'm I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I think I would have been profoundly influenced mm-hmm. um, had I had a, 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 a bad experience um, where, you know, I felt like everybody was shitting on me for, you know, fill in blank here. Right. Um, and y- your personality is such that um, even mm. if
1: you had, even <laughs> if there was a rumor
0: at that time, yeah. you would have been like, I don't give a fuck what they say, right? But I, yeah. I question if that would have been the same, yeah. You know, if if it had been in a barrage, right, like on on whatever social media platform would have existed at the time, yeah. Because I think that that I think that wears down even the even the strongest um, um, defenses. That, that yeah, that,
1: and that I mean, and you know, you're dealing with kids having sex. I mean, kids are immature. Boys are even more immature. immature. So if they have an opportunity to throw up a naked picture or to show their friends a picture of said person, they're going to do it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me show you this picture of her sleeping, you know. Um, So, yeah, no, thank God I did not. um, Either one of us have to grow up with with that kind of. And I think that that makes it more important than ever for parents to have to get involved early. Like, I mean, you know, because you have to know. I mean, even now... And our kids are, are you know, basically grown now. But um, I know that my youngest, I think she knew about Pornhub before I did. And this was in the time of, you know, we were together. Um, and I think it was the big, what happened with the, the big news? Like they got sold or something. There was like a thing. They were really, they overcame whatever. But they were in the news yeah, some years back.
0: For I forget. What, I think it may have been the big, there was a news story and there was an underage person or...
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe There's a Christian group doing problem. something, yeah, but in any case, they were they were big in the news for a bit. And um something was, we were in the car and anyway, she said something to me about it. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And um she was like, "Well, everybody knows Pornhub." And um but I and I did at the time, but I think I only knew about it once it hit the news and then you were like, "Yeah, Pornhub." And I was like, "I don't know what Pornhub is." Like <laughs>
0: Let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm going to have to get educated. Um, but she acted like it was the most normal website in the world to be talking about. And so it really made me pause like, oh, my gosh, what is she being exposed to? I was still in the background of thinking. Well,
0: I mean, porn is, Pornhub in particular is, is mainstream as, as a news story because mm-hmm. every, year, every year on, on um, regular news –
1: Porn they hub. give you statistics. Give, yeah, the statistics yeah, of the, what the mean, most searched thing. I also are don't watch the news, so just disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's like, man, and yeah. they just don't have—they don't bat an eye. You know, yeah, at, this news at ten or whatever is Pornhub and be like, well, Pornhub says that your most, <laughs> yeah. you know, our state's most viewed thing is you know yeah. interracial porn. It's like, wow, oh, we're citing okay, Pornhub, well, all right, yeah. So here, here we are with. um you know, with this this mainstreaming of of that is new, and I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. But it's just it's such a change, and I really think that that influences um, how how kids have to manage today in a way that yeah. that we didn't have to. That, and I think about um, you know because parents have to be a little bit more vigilant, mm-hmm. maybe a lot more vigilant, yeah. in this way. How that vigilance impacts their their freedom in every other way. Freedoms mm-hmm. that you and I had, right? To go out and explore out and hang out and do and, things, and, yeah, and right? And, and and I don't think that yeah. I don't think that kids, um, high school age, college age, um, are are able to do that without um, the oversight that. Um, yeah, that I think was it was certainly important to me um, to to grow.
1: Yeah, I would be equally as horrified um, to grow up in a in a world where my mother would want to know my location. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> because I always told her I was someplace I wasn't. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean both both of my both of my sons have the um, gosh, what is it? Yeah, that's a program, it's some, app. Some app. Yeah, right? and their mother tracks their, they, mm-hmm. she knows where they are, or at least where their phones are, mm-hmm. 100% of the time, there isn't a chance in the world yeah. I would have been okay with that. Right, as no as way. A, as a kid, to let my mom know where I, I
1: would have thoughts. had to have been like, oh, my phone died yeah. all the time. <laughs> hey, can somebody like help me make this phone die?
0: <laughs> Why does your phone die at 8 o'clock every yeah. Friday? Well, <laughs> it Doesn't come
1: back alive again until Sunday. <laughs> it's shocking. Yeah.
0: Uh, because, again, like, that's how I lost my virginity. I mean, yeah. Um, you, I told – we told – the girl and I told our parents that we were going to a specific event. And yeah. And we just didn't show up to the event. And we went out and – Right. Um, went, went your own
1: way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and
0: you just can't do that now. No. Um, I mean, in that particular instance, <laughs> very little would have been lost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: uh, but, but, the, but the point is there. Right. So – um, but I, I just think you know i, I wonder about the impacts of all these things you know we have our yeah i feel like our our uh, uh early influences as we're calling them are kind of you're know, relatively innocent right at this point
1: um, yeah i was gonna say it'd be interesting to interview a couple of like people that are a little bit younger to find out what if and that grew up in more of the technology (laughs) age to hear what their influences were from
0: two girls, one cup. Like, whoa, (laughs) right. (laughs) That's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, but it was, it was, I think however it comes, no pun intended. Um, you know, everybody I think has their something,
1: something wakes up that brain, something wakes
0: up your brain. And then, you know, pokes it, buds right. it, pushes it along. And, um,
1: and informs, yeah.
0: And informs, and, I, and it's it's fun to think about. Yeah. It's fun to think about. And we hope it was fun for you guys to to listen to it. Um,
1: Maybe jog your memories a little bit.
0: Yeah, Think about your own. Yeah. If you have, if you have a fun story, um, let us know. Um, email us at admin at anniemisteray.com. Um, you can go to our website. There's a um, message feature there. Uh you can reach us on our socials and insta and twitter are both Annie and Mr. Ray. And um yeah, we're, we we would love to hear from you. We guys. would. It's it's fun to talk talk about our own stories. It's more fun <laughs> to hear from you guys.
1: It is. And if you go to our our web page and it says do you have a question, do more than just say like that you do have a question, <laughs> like actually ask your question. <laughs>
0: We do get a lot of messages that are I have a question. Right. And we have to respond like,
1: what? Okay. What, what would what you like it? to say? <laughs> so just go ahead and ask. Just
0: go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> we'll answer it. Anyway, um, all right. Well, reach out to us. Oh, and if you um if you like what we're doing, you can support us. Uh Venmo and PayPal are at any mr. A. There's a buy-me-a-coffee link in the uh description to the show. Um as you can probably tell, there is no oversight here. So we don't have any sponsors <laughs> nope. or anything like that. Um, so to keep this going, that's what we uh, would we would really, really appreciate it. So uh, other than that, we will talk to you next time.
1: See you soon, guys.
0: Bye, guys.